0: tim and elena met at a dance he thought she was pretty she gave him her dad's business card he drove out three and a half hours to see her and found it was worth every second as of this recording they're engaged to be married in spring of 2024 i'm tim smith and this is the real dating wisdom podcast over the last year i've interviewed married christian couples about their time before marriage in order to get real wisdom from real stories of Christian dating done right. Now I'm engaged and my fiance and I would like to share our story with you. So without further ado, here's the story of Timothy and Elena. I'm Tim Smith, I'm age 28 and I am a videographer.
1: My name is Elena Carlin. I am 20 and I am a web QA engineer.
0: So we're just gonna go through the questions. We don't have somebody to ask us questions.
1: We can just read the question.
0: So we'll just read the question. What was the dating culture like back when you were single?
1: When I was single, the dating culture among Christians was, at least with the people I was around, generally a culture of intentional dating. Um, a lot of people just who knew each other might date, date for a while, potentially a shorter amount of time and be dating to get married. But among any of the non-Christians that I knew, their goal was to date as many people as they possibly could, um, just until they maybe got married, just kind of for the heck of it.
0: For me, when I was growing up, I was not a Christian so, I hung out with a lot of non-Christians that were pretty promiscuous, especially in high school. There was just not a healthy environment whatsoever. Um, but then when I became a Christian, I entered into a very lukewarm church, and I did not see... healthy dating environment. Um, The couples that I saw that were dating kind of like secluded themselves from everybody. And I always thought that was weird. Um, Although now that I'm with you, I understand the temptation. It's Mm -hmm. like, I just want to be with you like all the time. Mm -hmm. But what it did is me learning how to become a Christian I did not understand how Christians were supposed to do dating because mm-hmm. they all just kind of like went and did their own thing. And I think a lot of them were, I don't know for sure, but I, I don't know how moral they were in their approach to dating. I don't know if they were chaste or if they were, you know, uh, doing things behind closed doors that uh, they just didn't tell anybody about it was just I didn't know how they approach dating like at all yeah. so for me, I was uh, very confused on how to do dating right um, Just a big reason why I started this podcast because I looked at different resources like um, You know, there's the famous stuff from Joshua Harris like uh, I kissed dating goodbye or mm-hmm. boy meets girl mm-hmm. and As we know now but i think when the books came out a lot of people didn't realize how legalistic those books are and actually damaging so knowing that in like hindsight uh i knew that those were books to be very skeptical about but they were like some of the only pieces of content that existed that had anything to say about dating so if those books are like debunked well then You're still left with no advice So That's why I started the podcast Because I wanted to figure out from Married Christian couples How to actually do dating Correctly Mm
1: -hmm.
0: How did your parents Raise you to view dating?
1: My parents raised me to view Dating as Something that you only do When you're ready to get married As As something that you do in order to find a spouse you don't date just to date Um, you date intentionally specifically looking for somebody to marry Um, and that dating also is not practice like for being married so when you're dating somebody you're not um, physically intimate with them in any way your goal is to figure out who was this person and is this a person that i could spend the rest of my life with and once you've decided that then then you move on but not something to be entered into lightly really um something you do specifically and intentionally and something you wait to do till you're a little bit older and actually could get married if you were both ready
0: Mm -hmm. yeah for me i really wasn't raised to view dating in any specific way um my dad being a christian would tell me you know wait for marriage to have sex but other than that there was no like here's how you do dating um, so it's just you know here's what you don't do and that made things very confusing for me because it's like there's a lot more things involved in dating than just sex where mm-hmm. it's not really involved in dating but um, so I basically went into everything blind what did you expect before you started dating?
1: See, that is a hard question to answer because I don't really know what I expected. And I've been so surprised by everything. I have no idea what my expectations really were. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been surprised about how how well we get along, how fun it is to be around each other, how how nice Tim is, and just... Everything has been such a pleasant surprise I honestly don't know what my expectations really were mm-hmm. beforehand I suppose I expected it to Move towards marriage But other than that I really have no idea what my expectations were
0: See I was always concerned that I wouldn't know how to like talk to a girl Because <laughs> like Always just hang out with dudes
1: Yeah that's true
0: And I never had, like, any, like, friends that were girls. Mm. And I think that's kind of almost dangerous. Mm -hmm. Um, So, for me, I was like, well, my guy friends, we talk about, like, working out and, like, theology. (laughs) (laughs) But I don't know too many women that like to talk about that kind of stuff.
1: You know, me neither.
0: (laughs) So, for me, it's been a surprise as well. It's Mm -hmm. like, oh. We're, you know, we just get along and we just have fun together and mm-hmm. enjoy each other. And
1: I will say I expected my brothers to be a little bit more, like, aggressive, I guess. They're just kind of like, oh, who's this guy? And, like, vetting you a little bit more. They've uh, all been pretty chill.
0: They've been b- very chill.
1: They they really liked you a lot, pretty, pretty much right out of the gate, which was very helpful.
0: Well, I got to say, everything with us has been unexpected. Mm-hmm. Like... People say, well, you know, you need to, you need to lower your expectations because you're not going to find somebody who just matches you like perfectly. And you're going to have to have yeah. some flexibility there. Yeah. And I think I totally went into, you know, my approach to dating was that. Yeah. But then like with us, it seems like we have very similar like sense of, of uh, humor, mm-hmm. um, just the way that we communicate is very similar mm-hmm. and like my interests with your family like your brothers and all that is very similar yeah and so a lot of things just like clicked and again, I, I wouldn't say that it needs to be that way uh, for anyone I, I wouldn't like go into that way mm-hmm. um but that was totally unexpected on yeah. my part. It was like, oh, everything just kind of feels right.
1: Right. It's really wonderful. Very wonderful. Baby,
2: the sun is shining. Dogwoods are coming in blue. Put on your white dress. Yeah, calls a baby, it's a good day for marrying you. I call my mama and daddy. Baby, you call yours too. Put on your white dress, yeah, check baby, it's a good day for marrying you. I know you by now, do, 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 which do, means do. I know what you're thinking about. Your friends they keep asking about us. Every day passing, it's time this fairy tale came true. Ooh. Baby, the sun is shining, dogwoods are coming in bloom. Uh-huh.
0: How did we meet?
1: You want to start that one off?
0: Yeah. We'll go back and forth on this. Okay. So, every year, my church hosts a conference for the last three years it's been called the county before country conference and last year as a part of the conference or not a part of the conference but like in addition to it Mm -hmm. uh me and my friend john hosted a comedy show and we had a great turnout uh we hired local comedians and uh had like food for everybody and a jazz band there. And like John's uh, venue that he had was just like standing room only. And so when it came to uh, this last year, we wanted to do some other event. And our pastor, who was kind of like heading the conference, had wanted to do something for singles for Christian singles to meet each other. And so we were brainstorming like, okay, what is that going to be? And there was nothing that like really stood out. Uh, but dancing was on the table, like having a dance. And we were trying to figure out the logistics required for that. And it didn't seem doable we thought it was going to be like way more advanced than it, than it turned out to be. Mm. Uh, Cause that's what we ended up doing. Um, but we couldn't come up with a better idea. We're like, okay, we, we think dancing is going to be the best. Um, so let's figure out how to do it. And um, so started the planning on that. And then do you want to, Tell a little bit how how you found out about the dance.
1: Yeah, so my dad had actually been in touch with your pastor in like February of that year. um, And had said something along the lines of, you know, I've got a few daughters I'm trying to marry off, but I can't find anybody. Like, where do you find good men to marry your daughters off to? And your pastor had told him, oh, we're having a singles mixer that you should bring your daughters to. And dad was like, well, yes, we're going to Ohio for a singers mixer in (laughs) September. I was rather skeptical of the idea at first. I had to kind of be talked into it. But once I was on board, I was very, very excited for this mixer. And for no particular reason, was absolutely convinced I was going to walk away from that mixer having met my future husband.
0: Well, and the thing was, is I wasn't sure... If i wanted to call it a singles mixer Mm. because my perception was if you call it a singles mixer nobody's going to show up because it's going to be too high pressure so we actually were going to make it a like young adults um and like young couples Mm. mixer and Michael was like, "No, you you need to call it a, a single for singles." Yeah, and uh, to kind of jump forward, we had like ninety something people to a hundred something people show up. Yeah, it was, there was a lot of people there. Quite the turnout. Mm-hmm. But uh, so the conference was going on, and so the conference started on a Thursday.
1: Thursday evening. Yep.
0: Thursday evening, and then. Friday all day was uh, the conference, and then Friday evening was the dance. Mm-hmm. So during the conference, I was recording uh, from the back. I was in a little uh, media booth with the tripod and all that, recording all of the conference sessions. And some point during the day, you and your family were in like the back right mm-hmm. of the church building, where the conference was being held, and I saw you, and I just saw you were absolutely beautiful. And I kept looking over at you. And you said at one point that
1: I did see you. I was like turning around, kind of surveying the room. And I remember looking up in the booth and thinking, probably someone was looking at me and thinking, oh, that's weird and awkward. I'm turning around. I don't want to make eye contact or anything. That's weird. <laughs>
0: yeah yeah that was me <laughs> <laughs> so that evening uh we had the dance, and uh I was there early, helping get everything set up, making sure food was ready, and uh tables were set up, and people started to come in mm-hmm. and uh really, it was just like a meal at first, everybody was chilling hanging out, yeah, and we the, sat down to dinner. the dancing started, and um. My goal that evening was just to, like, dance with everybody and just have, like, the most fun. Mm -hmm. Um, I did want to leave with, like, a number or something like that. I I was, like, determined. So I wasn't just aimless. Mm -hmm. But I almost acted aimless for the majority of the evening or the first half of the evening. Mm -hmm. Because... I figured if I could have as much fun as possible, then talking to whoever I want to talk to is going to be a lot easier mm-hmm. because the pressure is kind of off. Right. and uh, you know, a lot of the guys were trying to dance with you know the prettiest girl in the room. You know, you know, right from the get go. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, Yeah, I'm not going to worry about that. I'm just, I'm just here to have fun. And and then eventually the dancing. Uh, died down for a little bit. Was it like a break Mm -hmm. or something?
1: I think so. They had just finished for the beginning of the dance. I danced with several different people, but they had just finished teaching a four person square dance that went on for a really long time, actually, because each group was kind of being taught as they would have somebody who didn't know what was going on. Mm -hmm. So by the time each of like the 12 groups got finished being taught what was going on that had taken like 20 minutes Mm -hmm. and everyone was like okay we're gonna pause for a moment there was a lot of dancing Mm -hmm. and I just I sat down I was sitting kind of next to somebody but I wasn't talking to anybody I just I just needed water I was tired
0: (laughs) well before that so jumping back a little bit you were talking to some people Mm -hmm. and I, like, tried to enter the conversation, like, like, casually, mm-hmm. but, like, I couldn't, like, really, like, enter the conversation.
1: Yeah, and then you just kind of walked away. I
0: just kind of walked away. And I
1: remember thinking, oh, that was awkward.
0: And, uh, that bothered me, and I didn't really see anybody else that evening that I was, like, I really want to talk to them. There's just something about you that was just, like, very attractive, and, uh, like, I just wanted to talk to you. hmm And so, um, there was a point where you were kind of by yourself or you're just like sitting Mm -hmm. and, uh, I was determined to talk to you. So what did I do?
1: You came up from the side. because I was sitting down facing everyone and you came up from my left and grabbed the chair that was next to me and you swung it right in front of me and you sat down and you were like, I'm going to talk to you. My name is Tim Smith. Here's the deal. I thought he said Sam. So for the next hour and a half long conversation, I'm thinking this guy's name is Sam, <laughs> which can becomes funny later. But you just like swung up your chair and you sat down with this air of confidence and determination. You're like, I'm going to talk to you. And I was taken aback a little bit. I was like, oh, wait, well, there's there's a person right here. OK, I suppose we're talking. Let's go.
0: And then we chatted and
1: like an hour and a half.
0: I didn't think it was that long. It but it was
1: long. I, the, I had the clock in view.
0: And <laughs> so from what I heard from just like friends of mine, they're like, Oh, yeah, you guys were talking for quite a while. Mm-hmm. For me, it felt like 20 minutes. Really? Mm-hmm. It felt like it went by like really quick. Wow. Um, but I remember just feeling like totally at ease mm-hmm. talking with you and like not judged or anything, just like I could just be myself. Mm hmm. And, of course, you know, there's nerves there. Like, Mm -hmm. it's not the same as it is now. Right. But it was just, like, I didn't feel like I had to, like, prove anything Mm -hmm. with you. So we chatted, and then...
1: We talked about a lot of things.
0: Yeah, we talked about, like, work.
1: We talked about work. We talked about uh, the economy. We talked about liberalism. (laughs) Yeah, we did. We, We talked about... We talked a little bit about family. I asked you how old you were.
0: Yeah. Yeah, there's a bit of an age gap between us.
1: A little bit. And here's the thing. He thought I was a little bit older than I am, and I definitely thought he was a little bit younger than he was. <laughs> <laughs> but by the time we were an hour into the conversation, I was like, I don't care anymore. We're just gonna, We're just going to go on with it.
0: And I wouldn't have actually talked with you if I knew your age, but I'm glad that I did.
1: That's I might have you. done the same, but... In the end, it doesn't make any difference.
0: No, it really is not very noticeable right. now that we're together.
1: Mm-hmm. It's not like a difference in maturity or anything.
0: Mm-hmm. So after finished talking, mm-hmm. really the, the night was kind of wrapping up. I think yeah. because the dancing stopped. They were done dancing mm-hmm. and tables and chairs were oh, I remember this part. <laughs> Tables and chairs are going up. Um, somebody asked me to fold up a table
1: mm-hmm.
0: and I could just, I could do it myself. Mm-hmm. But what did I do?
1: You asked me to help you move this table and I had like a purse or something in my hand. And so I was like kind of helping. And then I lost my grip and then you did it all by yourself. And it was like, Oh, I understand he doesn't need help. He wanted me to not walk away. And I was like, okay, I'll hang around. That's fine (laughs) (laughs) Thing is I have six brothers, so I knew the trick
0: (laughs) And then because I was the organizer of the event I had to actually get to like cleaning up, right so um, I got to that and uh, before you left, I asked you for a phone number mm-hmm. and you gave me your dad's mm-hmm. business card.
1: I did, my My dad did not want me handing out my phone number. My dad wanted me handing out his phone number so that any young man that was interested in me could first talk to my dad and dad could kind of vet him and make sure that he was you know, an, an okay guy who was about the right type of stuff. Um, and then once dad was done vetting him, then he'd be allowed to talk to me. Um, my dad is a lawyer. So I handed Timothy um, a lawyer's business card with my dad's personal number written on the back, my name so he wouldn't forget, and <laughs> a cute little smiley face to make it personal.
0: <laughs> which I still have that card to you this do. day. You do. Yeah. Um, which, interestingly enough, uh, the people that I told about that, mm-hmm. um, everybody said, Yeah, that's how it should be done. Yeah. Uh, I think it is a bit abnormal in our culture Mm -hmm. um, for getting the dad's permission first. But uh, honestly, it made things a lot easier, I think. I think so. Just overall. So I uh, texted your dad the next day. Mm -hmm. And uh, I didn't get reply until like two days later or so
1: right so when when i left the mixer there was one other young man who had expressed interest who called like an hour before timothy texted my dad Mm -hmm. um and so we talked a little bit over that first week and when that didn't go anywhere then dad called timothy back Mm -hmm. but yeah we it took us a little bit to get back to him because we weren't gonna like talked to two people mm-hmm. but that clearly wasn't going anywhere so we called him and things went on from there
0: and i held on to the business card because without getting into it mm-hmm. i knew it wasn't going to go anywhere because i kind of knew that situation so um but yeah he called me eventually and then um i talked to him for oh it was Couple hours it was like an hour and a half or so. Yeah, it was it mm-hmm. was a while, and he just asked me all the questions about myself, and uh, basically I was just open with him. Mm-hmm. And then he said, "Okay, well, um, do you want to come and uh, visit the family for a weekend, and mm-hmm. we'll go from there?" And uh, I said yes, but it was going to be a few weeks.
1: Right. Thank you had. Three, we- three weddings. I had to film, still. film some weddings. Yeah. Yeah. So he called you like the second weekend in September and you couldn't come till the first weekend in October. Mm-hmm. It's October 7th when you came.
0: Yeah. And I was kind of like, I was kind of apprehensive, like waiting all mm-hmm. the time. Because like it had been like a month.
1: But, but so- from the time we met to the time you came the first time, it was... Like a month and seven days.
0: And it's a long time. I didn't remember you like super well. I remember like enjoying the conversation. Mm -hmm. But I was like, again, for me, the conversation felt like it was 20 minutes. I'm like, I barely know her. Mm -hmm. Like, am I going to, and you live three hours away from me. Yeah. Like three to three and a half hours away. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, am I going to drive three and a half hours for this girl that like, I've known for like total of 20 minutes, Mm -hmm. which is, you know, reality, it was longer than that. Right. Um, And for me, it was like, well, do I want to get married or do I not? Mm -hmm. And so say it's one weekend of my entire life, like it'd be worth it. Mm -hmm. Um,
1: It was a long wait though.
0: Yeah, it was.
1: And I was also nervous for your first coming. That sounds wrong. I was also nervous. For your first visit, visit the first time. Uh, but I dealt with that nervousness by stalking you extensively on internet. So I listened to the entire podcast before Tim, before Tim came to visit the first time. And I stalked his Facebook like four years back.
0: So I looked at your Facebook a little bit. I think it was all set to private. I think it, I could only see like your profile picture. And that was it.
1: Yeah, probably my place of work as well, but I really don't have a lot out for the public to see.
0: And I remember you looking a lot younger on your Facebook profile picture than I remembered, Mm -hmm. Uh, which actually it wasn't a very old Facebook profile picture. It It wasn't.
1: Well, I have braces, and so my Facebook profile picture, even though it was only from a couple months prior, was far enough back in my braces journey that my teeth were a lot more crooked, so I looked Mm -hmm. a lot younger, but when we met my teeth were a lot more straight
0: mm-hmm. and
1: i think that makes me look a little bit older
0: and then i found you on um i think it was like linkedin right. as well yep and yep. that was uh
1: really old picture
0: an older picture but you looked like professional in that so that was like the picture that i kept like going back to that
1: was my senior high school picture really yeah it's from like twenty twenty twenty, 2020 i think it that made that me picture? feel
0: like less weird though 'Cause you looked older than that one.
1: <laughs> That's funny.
0: <laughs> so yeah, I was I was nervous. Um so I, I actually told your dad, uh, instead of coming for the whole weekend, I will come for just the Saturday and we'll see how it goes.
1: Which stressed me out. Literally. I was like, I want you to like come stay the whole weekend and like oh, if you don't stay for the Sunday as well, that I know you think it went really badly. So it's like, <laughs> I need to make it go as well as possible so that he'll stay for the whole weekend and I can know he likes me or something.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, I didn't want to like lock myself into Sunday and like say things went really bad in like the first hour.
1: Right. Yeah.
0: But it went really well. It did. So we skipped a few questions. Um and it sounded like you wanted to answer this one. Was there attraction initially or did that build over time?
1: That built over time.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm so offended.
1: Oh, okay. Well, good for you. <laughs> Here's the deal. Attraction, for me, it has so little to do with how you actually look. mm mm-hmm. So you sat down, and the first thing I noticed was that you were very confident. Initially, that was attractive. Um... You were dressed up, and you looked nice. Um, you did not stink, and so you had that going for you as well. And you you conducted yourself in—I don't want to say with a manner of importance, but with a manner of confidence. And you know who you are, and you know what you were about. Mm-hmm. So all of those, all of those were attractive things, um, and all of that was good. But I wouldn't say that I was really like very attracted Mm -mm. until I got to know you more and got to know who are you, what are about, what do you value? Because all of those things are so much more important to me that without those things, it really doesn't matter what you look like. Mm -hmm. So yes, you looked nice and um, you acted very nice and all of those things. That attraction really started once I got a chance to actually talk to you. Mm -hmm. Um, And actually attraction really started before you came to visit the first time and i listened to your whole podcast Mm -hmm. like being able to see that and see being able to tell how hard you worked and that this is something that was important to you that you really care about i found that very attractive Mm -hmm. and then being able to actually sit down with you and talk to you and see how you treat me how you treat the people around you and the things that are important to you um made me very very attracted to you
0: and i don't think that's an uncommon experience for women just Mm -hmm. based off of the other podcast episodes yeah and i think you know skipping way ahead to you know advice to single women yeah um i think so many single women expect there to be like a spark immediately Mm -hmm.
1: um yeah don't worry about that
0: when, you know, the they're almost trying to operate the way a man operates, in, in a way. Yeah. Because a man is more like, either we're attracted or we're not.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: But women, women and, and I don't think this is just always the case. Right. But from what I've heard, generally, women need to learn more about a man mm-hmm. before they're like, yeah, I, I'd seriously consider him.
1: Right. It can take a, a little bit of time, and that's okay.
0: I was attracted at first. But here's the deal. Mm-hmm. That's a thing that we say.
1: Uh, yes, here's the deal.
0: Um, we have a lot of sayings, but that's our number one. Here's the deal.
1: Here is the deal. <laughs>
0: I got you some socks for Christmas that said... Here's the, is, here's
1: the deal. The socks are also their own thing.
0: Yeah. Which that'll come up oh, okay. later in the episode. <laughs> okay. Um, but there was other physically attractive women at the dance, mm-hmm. but I don't know if it's just because I know what I'm looking for or whatever, but like I wanted to talk to you. I didn't really talk to anybody else mm-hmm. uh, the entire evening. And, uh, in talking with you, I would, you know, if you did not seem intelligent to me or like you could carry a conversation, it wouldn't have been worth it to me. Mm -hmm. So it's more than just like looks. Right. It was like your whole personality, the way you carry yourself, Mm -hmm. um, the way you present yourself, your beliefs, Mm -hmm. um, the fact that you're somebody that um you know takes things seriously and you're mature mm-hmm. like all of that together made you attractive um now i think in the christian kind of world um you know it's very common to say oh well looks are not as important as character mm-hmm. and i i agree like mm-hmm. but um i think how that can be interpreted or heard a lot of the times is that looks are unimportant and right. i would say that's not true like yeah. it was important to me that you were physically attractive mm-hmm. but what kept me was who you are as a yeah. person your character mm-hmm. and um, i think that's a misconception that should be addressed in the in the christian world mm-hmm. um because I think a lot of guys can feel ashamed if they value a woman's physical appearance, like almost like they're um, in sin because, but that's just the way guys are wired.
1: Right. Physical attraction isn't wrong, but it's not the attraction that's going to last for your entire marriage. No. Because guess what? You're going to get old and you're going to look a lot different than you did when you were 20. And that's just the reality of it. There's a lot more that, there needs to be a lot more there in order for your relationship to last.
0: Mm-hmm. It's the character yep. that uh, is long lasting.
4: Mm-hmm. mm-hmm.
2: To the Lord for wonders he has done for wonders he has done his right hand and his holy arm the victory have won the victory have won the victory
0: Okay, so I visit. So I come to visit.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: How did that day go? You probably remember it better than I do, honestly. <laughs> probably. I remember playing games with your... Oh, uh, we went got coffee. I had coffee. the whole
1: day planned out. Yeah. Here's the deal. I had like... No, I said it again. Here's the deal. Um, I had about three or four options for what we could do at each different part of the date because we didn't talk to each other at all from the last day of the conference when, which we didn't mention this, he did get to meet my parents briefly in person before we all left the conference. Yeah. Um, but from that point to you coming to visit, we didn't talk at all. So we didn't have a plan for what are we gonna do in the day? Do we wanna go get coffee? Do we wanna hang out, whatever? So I kinda planned out the whole weekend mm-hmm. while also having no plans at all. Cause I just had like options for what we could do.
4: Mm-hmm.
1: Cause I was also like, I don't know if he's going to want to go out anywhere, but the kind of main thing I had planned out was I don't want to have a bunch of people over and I don't want to plan to be gone all day, but we have the option to go somewhere if we want to. So you got here in the morning. Mm-hmm. Um, and our options were, I think go to coffee with a sister of mine, go to coffee by ourselves, or like have coffee at home or something mm-hmm. and you chose to go to coffee by ourselves yeah which is a big deal to me because i wasn't sure if i was ever going to be allowed to have alone time with a significant other ever at all mm-hmm. <laughs> especially not on like a first date but that made it an official first date and i was freaked out i was really really excited but also a little bit scared because i was like i'm going to be out by myself with a man i don't know how i feel about this mm-hmm. i was so scared I was pretty scared out of my mind to the point where while I was waiting and I knew that we might go somewhere,
4: mm-hmm.
1: I'm in the living room freaking out and I asked dad, should I be wearing socks? Should I have shoes on yet? <laughs> do I do I need to get my coat? And he said, Elena, sit down, calm down, don't go put your shoes on. <laughs> and then Tim came in, and we talked a little bit and we decided we were going to go out to coffee and dad just looks at me, he goes, now you can put your shoes on. <laughs> but I was just... I'm a very expressive person, Mm. and I just, I was freaking out to the point where I couldn't decide if I should be wearing socks. (laughs) But uh, you got here in the morning, went to coffee. We were at coffee for like two hour, two and a half hour.
0: And so we went to, did we go to bowling that day or? We did not. We were waiting for Lincoln to get out of bowling, Mm -hmm. which is your brother.
1: Yes. My brother bowls every Saturday, um, and that ends at about noon. So we went to coffee. We came home and had lunch with my family. Mom had made lunch for us. Mm -hmm. And then we played Uno. We did. You were very rude to me during Uno. You had me draw four like eight
0: times.
1: (laughs) It was very rude. And And then I think we played Telestrations with everybody.
0: Yes, and you wanted to see everything that I drew.
1: I did. It's very important.
0: Can you explain that game a little bit?
1: So Telestrations is essentially telephone and Pictionary all in one. So... You'll have everybody sit in a circle and everyone will draw a picture of a word. They'll hand the notepad to the next person. That person has to try to guess what word they were trying to draw. They'll write that their guess down and then the next person will draw the word the previous person had written down over and over until all the notepads make it around a full circle and then you'll read the words and pictures in order and kind of see how far off all of them got. Um.
0: It is a hilarious game. It is so funny. It's a great icebreaker game.
1: It really is. And it's one you can play with a lot of people. And the more people you have, the better. It's a lot more funny that way. Um, and it's it's a, the point of the game is to be funny. And I remember seeing you like laughing, crying. And I was like, okay, I think this could totally work out because you love my family and you're enjoying this game. So,
0: So honestly, I think a lot of people might be freaked out by like, Oh, I'm going to see this girl's entire family. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, because the way that I'd say the majority of the people in our culture do dating Mm -hmm. is you don't meet the family until like, you know, three months in or something like that. Like it's, it's, it's a while. Huh?
1: Our three month anniversary is today. Yeah. That would have been today. That you'd have met on my whole family.
0: (laughs) And so um, for me, actually, it was the exact opposite. For me, it was relieving Mm -hmm. because I was like, I don't have to like try to impress anybody. Mm -hmm. I can just have fun with a group of people.
1: And that was one thing that I was pretty specific about is I didn't want to spend the whole day Mm one-on-one. I wanted to be able to see how you interacted with other people without having to have my entire family there. Mm -hmm. I come from a really big family. I have nine siblings. Um, About half of them are married. And so each of my siblings wanted to come to my house to be able to meet Timothy on that first day. And I had to tell all of them no, except for one brother. Because I was like, we need people over to be able to play games. So I had my unmarried siblings in the house and um, a brother and sister-in-law over so we could have players for games. But I just kind of left it at that. But I wanted to do a lot of group activities and not put the pressure on for us Mm one-on-one. That way we also had a cushion if we didn't really click.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it made things so much easier. Yeah. I wanted it to just be fun. Yeah. Sure. It was a lot of fun. Yeah. So I know you had a lot of things planned out that day. I did. Um, but this is just advice I got from my mom that, mm-hmm. uh, could share with, with the audience, but she suggested that I make a plan for the day. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I actually went through and found all of the, like the local restaurants and local things to do mm-hmm. in this area. Um, Just in case Mm -hmm. for the weekend, like you were, you know, you weren't sure what to do. Right. And I think, you know, it's going to be different for everybody. Mm -hmm. But uh, my mom said, you know, it's the man's job to have a plan. Right. So um, I didn't execute that plan whatsoever, Mm -hmm. but it was nice to have one. Right. So that way, if there was any point during the, the stay when i was here that uh i could lead
1: Mm -hmm. in that sense especially since we weren't talking before that to like make plans Mm. it's always good to walk into it with a plan yeah but after we played games we went on a walk oh we went to an art museum we did a really tiny art museum and it rained and it rained we went on a walk thing is here's the deal We went on this walk a little bit around downtown. I live in a really small town. And then we just picked a direction and we walked really far in that direction. We got like a mile and a half down the road Mm -hmm. in the opposite direction of his car. And then it started raining on us. So we turned around and walked the mile and a half back to his car in the rain getting progressively heavier rain Mm -hmm. and we were almost to the car my feet were aching and he was like do you want to run back to the car and i said no not really (laughs) i'm just gonna walk in the rain my feet hurt but i I specifically take note of the corner we turned around at Mm -hmm. every single time i drive by it i still remember
0: i actually liked at the time that you said you didn't want to run because i was like i'm not a super athletic Person, uh-huh. I was like, you know what? I think that's good. Yeah, <laughs> let's not run.
1: Um how weird would it have been to be like running along the side of the road? Panting. Yeah, I'm glad I said no.
0: <laughs> um. So, oh, also on the walk, mm-hmm. you <laughs> had said, what kind of uh wedding venue do you want
1: i did okay context you're a wedding videographer mhm so i figured you've seen a lot of weddings uh-huh. you probably have opinions all of the men that i know couldn't care less what their wedding looks like decorations colors how many people mm-hmm. where the venue are we having photos video music none of them could care any less mhm the the lady fiance the so lady fiance. That sounds really, that does sound The sounds Fiance
0: right. A. Just for <laughs> those who don't know, a woman fiance has two E's.
1: Yes, it does. But anyway, like the lady plans the wedding and the man will check off on everything, but mm-hmm. doesn't have a lot of opinions. So I was really curious. I was genuinely curious. I was not decided that I was going to marry him, but I was genuinely curious if he had opinions about weddings since he recorded so many. And his answer was no. But since we've been wedding planning, I have found that that was a lie.
0: I have too many opinions mm-hmm. that I have to suppress because I know too much about weddings. Yeah. And it's
1: been really helpful, though. Yeah. You've been really helpful with wedding planning.
0: Yeah. What did I I put together like a, a rough schedule for the day in like 50 30 minutes. minutes? Yeah. Yeah. Pretty quick. Um, But when you brought that up, I knew you were serious. Mm-hmm. And that's something that I appreciated um, because I knew I wasn't wasting my time. Mm
1: -hmm. I really appreciated how you led conversation because I'm not good at spell talk. I'm not good either at just having conversation with somebody I don't know super well. Mm -hmm. So I really appreciated that he led conversation and that I could listen to the things he had to say and... um, just kind of get an idea of who you are and what you were about without having to poke and prod and like be asking detailed questions to figure out who you are we mm-hmm. were very upfront with everything just this is me this is what i'm about it's very helpful for me yeah very direct very forward
0: and i'd say most people are not like that and i think yeah. that's why we work together so well is we're both very straightforward yep. kind of people we watched Hitch that evening. <laughs> <laughs> yep. And then it was the next day. We went to church together. And. Because uh, you did stay
1: the evening. I
0: did. Yeah. And then we went to church. And I remember the next day, your mom was like, "Are you gonna come back?" Like, <gasps> and the way the way she said it was like she wants me to come back. <laughs> and i was like oh
1: i love my mother score <laughs>
0: <laughs> um but i couldn't come back for a whole month because a whole i had entire month. october is the busiest wedding month of the entire year so mm-hmm. for those listening uh it's going to be harder to find a wedding venue in october
1: plan um, around it
0: yeah um so, I didn't see you until what, was it, did I see you again in October or was it November?
1: We called all through October, but it wasn't until the first weekend in November that we got to see each other.
0: Okay, so I left after that weekend, the first weekend, mm-hmm. and then we started doing video calls. We did. Yeah, the calendar pulled up. How often did we do video calls? Like
1: So, we had two that we didn't plan Beforehand, So that Monday, I think we were texting after work because dad had given us permission to exchange contact information. Yep. So we were messaging after we got off work. And uh, I think it was maybe before dinner and you were like, hey, do you want to call? I was like, well, I would love to call after I do dinner. And then the same thing happened that Tuesday, the day after. And on that Tuesday, we were like, you know what? We should just have a calling schedule so we can just call like all the time, but specifically make time for it. We are
0: schedule people.
1: We thrive on schedules. Yeah. So We have a schedule that we still follow, calling every Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday at 8.15, though originally it was 8.30, and then Friday. Fridays are optional. Yeah. Yeah. And we called a couple Saturdays while you were driving to wedding venues but because the reason that he wasn't coming on saturdays was because he had weddings to film Mm -hmm. then uh, saturdays weren't every single time but it was three weeks and six days until we saw each other again so basically four weeks
0: and then since then it's we've seen each other every week every weekend except for like christmas
1: No, we saw each other Christmas weekend. We were supposed to not see each other, like, the second week in November, but we did because I came down that Sunday. Mm -hmm. We were not going to see each other over Christmas weekend, but you ended up coming up that Monday just for the day. And then you went home on Tuesday? Oh,
0: I didn't see you that Saturday, like, before Christmas, though.
1: No, not the Saturday, but you came down on Monday. Yeah. But... Yeah, there's not been a weekend since then that we haven't seen each other. Yeah. A couple long weekends, which were wonderful.
0: Here's the thing. I did not expect, um, because I'm a very just active guy, Mm -hmm. Uh, you know, I've got uh, a business, I work a full-time job, got a podcast, Uh, I was volunteering at a juvenile center, Mm -hmm. um, work out at least three to four days a week. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, you know, also spend time with like friends and stuff like that. Right. So I was just always on the go. Mm -hmm. Um, I did not expect how much time a relationship was going to take. Um, and so that was something for me to adjust to. Mm -hmm. And as it's been, I've had to really minimize or, uh, you know, prioritize my life. Um, where it's like, okay, what are the things that are going to get me to where I need to go? Mm -hmm. Well, you know, one of the biggest things right now is, uh, I want to support a family. Mm -hmm. So I'm doing some sort of, um, online course to, uh, move further in my career. Um, health is important. Mm -hmm. So still go to the gym. Um, but actually having to cut down on that. Uh, a bit cuz it here's the deal
4: <laughs>
0: guys physical fitness is important but i didn't realize like how little it actually means to women <laughs> like they just want you to be like you know not healthy. a slob
1: right just be healthy be the kind of person that you know i'm not going to be worried that you're about to die because you're not in shape or whatever.
4: Mm-hmm.
1: I mean, physical fitness. It's it's nice, and I would even say required to an extent because mm-hmm. um, I want I want somebody who's healthy, and I want somebody who can, you know, help me raise children, and you need to be healthy for that. Mm-hmm. But it's it. I have been surprised about how much he thought that mattered.
0: Yeah, I think it. <laughs> A lot of guys are mistaken on that. Mm-hmm. Like I had the idea, idea that like, oh, if I miss a day of working out, then I'm a loser and like no girl's ever going to like me <laughs> and I'm going to be a weak wimp. And uh, that's not been the case. No. Um, so as it is right now. We I'm, don't
1: care how much you can squat. I don't care how much you can bench press or mm-hmm. how many pull-ups you can do or what fancy type of mobile work. Like, yeah, I do not care. You went to the gym. Great.
0: I think I've seen a meme of like, uh, you know, at the top of the meme has like what I imagined uh, going to the gym was going to be like, uh-huh. and it's like guy and he's surrounded by a bunch of women and <laughs> you're like oh yeah yeah, and then the bottom of the meme is like, in actuality, when I started going to the gym,
4: uh-huh.
0: and it's like a bunch of other dudes surrounding the guy and they're like, "Look at swole, bro."
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: hey, that's true though.
0: Guys care more about how much you can lift than women ever yeah. will.
1: Well, and that makes sense cuz that's like uh like a comparing strength thing, mm-hmm. which makes sense among guys. I don't care how much you can squat. Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> Although, and you can uh uh pitch in on this. Mm-hmm. I have heard that it's important to women that other men respect a man. Yeah. So it's not necessarily like um, how much I squat or -hmm. whatever, but the fact that other men value, not necessarily how strong I am, but like they value me or respect me based off of like my effort that that is there's something to that
1: there is something to you having good relationships with other guys and especially long lasting relationships with other guys Mm -hmm. and then that those guys respect you um and that you're the type of person who's strong enough to have good relationships with other guys and a guy Mm -hmm. would respect you then in that way
0: But it's not like,
1: it's not like I'm going to think, Oh, this dude who's, you know, like if some rando, you don't
0: need me to be like the alpha male.
1: No, no. And I don't, I don't need you to like be constantly aggressive. And I don't care if some, you know, random person walked up and was being disrespectful or whatever. Like that's, that's not something that I really look for, but yeah. that would be something I paid attention to. Like if somebody was walking up and being really rude or disrespectful, like how do you handle that? Mm-hmm. Um, And do you handle that in a way where you're still being respectful to them Mm -hmm. or do you kind of blow up? Because that speaks a lot to your character.
0: I think I see a lot of guys. They're like uh, they don't want to be nice guys anymore because women Mm -hmm. don't like nice guys, Um, you know, guys that are like pushovers. Mm -hmm. And so they go the completely opposite direction and then they try to be like macho Mm -hmm. and they try to be like this alpha guy. And uh they end up making themselves out to be jerks Mm -hmm. um and jerk in like the bad way like Mm -hmm. like socially like awkward jerks Mm -hmm. where it's like uh you know they try to talk in a deeper voice and Mm -hmm. they try to you know puff out their chest and it's like bro what are you doing
1: yeah yeah there definitely are two sides to that ditch
2: On a cloudy day, when it's cold outside, I've got the month of.
0: there how did things lead up to you becoming a couple so when would you say that we were official
1: um the, we were official in my mind on october 6th or It's not six i'm 7th. sorry Seventh. the first time you that came to visit yeah i knew very early on in the day i'm not talking about anybody else this is it not that I had decided I was going to marry you, mm-hmm. but that I had decided this is definitely gonna happen, this was, you this know, went really, really well, and this definitely could lead to marriage. Mm-hmm. Uh, so in my mind, we were official on the 7th, but we hadn't said it out loud yet. Mm-hmm. We didn't say it out loud till our Friday call the next week, which was Friday the, ter- the 13th. Mm-hmm. So we don't celebrate that anniversary. (laughs) (laughs) We're not superstitious. No, we're a little stitious. (laughs) Um, We celebrate the seventh anniversary. Yeah. Yeah.
0: What were our interactions like when we were dating? Was it a lot of fun and casual conversations or a lot of deep conversations?
1: You know what? It started out being mostly deep conversations. Mm -hmm. A lot of trying to figure out who are you, what are you about, what do you want for your future? Um, Some, how were you raised? What type of household do you want to, do you want to cultivate? What are you looking for in a future spouse? Um, What do you want to be as a spouse? What Mm -hmm. do you need your spouse to be? Um,
0: We literally had like questionnaires.
1: Yeah, we literally came to every, I especially came to every call with a list of questions that I wanted to find out because I wanted to know what you believed about everything. I really wanted to make sure that if I was going to be submitting to you as my authoritative head for the rest of my life that you were the type of person who knew what you were about, especially at least as much as I knew what I was about. Cuz I know what I believe as far as baptism and um reformed thinking and um how I want to raise my kids and the type of household I want to cultivate. And I wanted to know that you had a vision and that that was a vision that I could help you with. Mm-hmm. Um, and so in the beginning, it was all deep conversations. And I remember there being a pretty distinct switch. The second time you came to visit on November 4th, so we had a call with your dad
4: oh, on the yeah. 5th.
1: Mm-hmm. And that was when everything kind of switched to being like, oh, we're going to get married. Yeah. And things switched some from not only being deep conversations, but then there were a lot more fun conversations that we could have because we already knew everything important. So while we were dating, it was a little bit half and half of we still have deep conversations. But once we knew the really deep stuff, we could relax a little bit and have a lot more fun conversations and get to know like how we work together. Mm-hmm. Do you agree with that?
0: Yeah. Not that we didn't like have fun, Oh, it but, was a lot of fun. Like we still had like, um, our first few like questionnaire nights, mm-hmm. uh, like the first forty minutes of our hour-long call was like, "How is your day?" and just yeah, just having nice. fun. What's um,
1: your favorite color?
0: Yeah, but then we did do more serious. So one thing this actually caught me off guard. <laughs> um, so we basically knew we were going to get married a month after we started dating after the first date yep um and i don't think that's typical oh no um but that was actually faster than i was expecting
1: same i was thinking september wedding at the very earliest
0: yeah like a a year full year after meeting um and i was trying to go like slower so like for a lot of our conversations, or the the earlier ones, I actually didn't have anything prepared mm-hmm. uh, because I was like, no, I just want to like chill and you didn't want to freak me out. I don't want to freak you out. Um, but then I saw that you came with all of the like questions and stuff mm-hmm. like that, and then I figured just as a man, I need to lead, mm-hmm. and not like I have gotta you know hijack the conversations or whatever, but it was like, I need to have some stuff prepared for mm-hmm. these conversations because it's like the weight shouldn't sit on you. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I picked up on how you were approaching things. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I kind of matched you mm-hmm. cause yeah, I was, and I think that's for like, most men, men kind of know that they want to marry somebody like pretty early on. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't think that's always a hundred percent of the time the case, but generally men tend to know like, Mm -hmm. and, um, so the trick for most men is like pacing themselves. Right. Um, but, kind of just seeing the trajectory you were going, I was like, okay, I've got step up permission a in a sense to yeah. like push it more. And so then it started becoming uh, me taking a more active role in mm-hmm. moving things forward yeah. because I knew that you were ready for it.
1: I think I asked you about birth control on like the third call.
0: Yeah, you did an abortion and all that. Yeah.
1: Um I got a whole two calls in And I was like I haven't asked him What he thinks about abortion And I was like Oh my gosh I haven't asked that yet It's crazy
0: (laughs) And we're pretty much Aligned on like All beliefs Mm Mm-hmm The baptism And like Eschatology And everything Um And so I don't think Couples should just Expect that I think that's like
1: I don't think That's the norm That's
0: not the norm Uh Is it something to, like, hope for and pray for? Totally. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Um, But I think we just were really blessed in that area. Mm -hmm. Um, Because it was never an issue of, like, especially with how involved, like, your family's been. Mm -hmm. It was never an issue of, like, all right, our our daughter's going to, you know, not baptize her kids Mm -hmm. until, you know, they're um, 15 15 or preteens or whatever. Like... We never had to have that conversation mm-hmm. And so I think that as, I think that is another reason amongst many others why things progress as quickly as they have right is because we knew that we were aligned on everything.
1: Right I think it would have gone slower if we had had more that we disagreed on that we needed to work through. Mm-hmm. But we aligned so well on personality and what we believe and just the way we function. Mm -hmm. There were so many things that didn't need to be worked through. Mm
0: -hmm. Mm -hmm. So that, so we did the calls for that month, Mm -hmm. um, between the first and second visit. Mm -hmm. And the second visit, we did a call with my dad and stepmom, Mm -hmm. uh, with your parents. And then we went on that walk. Mm -hmm. And um, I had asked you if you'd be willing to come visit my family uh, for Christmas. Yeah. In because Oklahoma. In Oklahoma. Cause I wanted you to, um, know what you're getting into. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, before we, before you decided to marry me. Right. Um, and, uh, I had already like, basically had a place for you to stay and like travel plans and all of that. Mm-hmm. Just, and, uh, What you said during the conversation was basically like, well, no, because you know you don't want to travel for not even engaged at that. Yeah,
1: exactly. Um,
0: And then you know it's a temptation. Mm -hmm. Um,
1: And it would probably be the last Christmas with my parents and my family, so I knew I wasn't get gonna get the okay anyway.
0: And then what you said was, you don't need to meet my family to know you want to marry me
1: mm-hmm. and marrying you not your family
0: that for me was like after that conversation it was like things just turned up to 10 <laughs> just <laughs> uh figuratively speaking and uh mm. i was like okay i'm gonna marry this woman
1: when that so, that walk that conversation that's when you said that you were thinking an april wedding And at that point though, I was pretty darn sure I wanted to marry you. I was not so sure about an April wedding Mm -hmm. because I was still, um, you know, this would have been the fastest that anybody I knew had ever gotten married. Mm -hmm. I was like seven months is really not long enough because I had spent my entire life saying minimum of one year. Mm -hmm. If you haven't even known them one year, what are you doing married? (laughs) (laughs) And, uh, i was thinking because i knew you wanted to do getting married in april so i was mm-hmm. like well have, let's do a happy medium let's go june when mm-hmm. i asked you again during that walk are you still thinking april and you're like oh yeah 100 percent for sure and i was like ah okay okay here we go i guess well, we're doing this
0: and then for me it was based off of when i was going to be moving out of my apartment or right. when my lease expires and i thought it would be a good idea because of how things are progressing uh, that we should be looking for a house together. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I figured. Also, I this whole relationship I've had like a really bad sense of like how long time takes.
4: <laughs> <laughs> like
0: when we met in uh you know September mm-hmm. and we started dating in October, mm-hmm. I thought that January was like oh that's so far away yeah and here we are um and so when i thought april we'll get married in april i thought it was like that's you know like that's like 20 years away basically
1: (laughs) well initially it was like all six seven months away Mm -hmm. that's a whole thing yeah when you think about it it's not a long engagement though
0: and um for me i was like okay well lease expires in may so I'll probably want to move out around that time, mm-hmm. which would mean that I probably want to get married, and then move into the new place with you, mm-hmm. with my wife, future wife, and um, so I was like, okay, well, we'll just have to get married in April, and mm-hmm.
1: um, a pretty can-do attitude about it,
0: <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and now it's kind of like, well, if we don't get married in April, there's a bunch of like babies that are going to be born like family members in may and june yeah Yeah. so
1: we would have to wait till june if we didn't get married in april yeah that's not gonna fly
0: so now it's kind of uh well it was originally because of practicality it's still kind of because of practicality and we don't want to wait till june and july like Mm -mm. we're pretty ready to get married yeah do we have a lot in common
1: we have a lot in common. Yeah. Not not at all as far as media interests, but in the way we function, mm-hmm. we both live off of our calendar.
0: Yeah, we're both like but super planners.
1: L- literally everything we do on a calendar. Very planned, organized. We usually have a minimum of about a month and a half ahead of the current date planned out. Yeah. Um, the way we function and communicate, is very very similar mm-hmm. which makes talking very easy um we do not listen to the same music no like at all
0: so this podcast is probably gonna have some like pretty different music oh, spread throughout
1: yeah yeah it, neither of us particularly hates the other one's taste in music no except i like michael jackson and you do not
0: um i don't say i hate michael jackson it's just I would not choose to listen to him
1: right but yeah so we're we're really not at all aligned on music we we have a an idea of a goal to create a playlist of music that we both like mm-hmm. it has maybe two songs on it right it's now. growing <laughs> very very slowly we don't spend a lot of time <laughs> listening to music right now um i like fictional books you don't usually choose to read fiction so as far as media goes no mm. but just in the way that we function Yes, we have a lot in common.
0: I think you've described me as like a younger version of your dad.
1: <laughs> I have, I have. <laughs> you like a lot of the music my dad likes. Dad doesn't like fiction.
0: And You movies. like black
1: coffee. Yeah. You, you like a lot of the movies my dad likes. You have a similar yeah. sense of humor as my mm-hmm. dad as well. There's many, many ways and all the best ways. You are just like my dad. Mm-hmm. Which is good. I'm not. I'm not bothered by that.
0: <laughs> we kind of covered uh, where do we stand theologically. Mm-hmm. Um, did we have any disagreements? We haven't really had any disagreements.
1: You're right. We haven't.
0: There's been like small things. Yeah. But nothing
1: like, resembling a fight. No. And anything that where we're not quite on the same page. Even just as far as like a schedule or something, Mm -hmm. quick conversation and we're on the same page in no time.
0: So we were talking about this earlier. Uh, I'd highly recommend like any of our listeners, uh, especially the men read the book, um, never split the difference. Mm -hmm. And uh, I forgot the name of the author, but it is a really good book about uh, negotiation. Mm Mm-hmm. And I think that is, like, at least right now, the biggest reason we haven't, like, had any fights mm-hmm. is because the whole premise, one of the biggest premises of the book uh, is um, compromise is bad mm-hmm. because both people have to give up something. Mm-hmm. But rather, you want to find the thing you actually want in a disagreement. Mm-hmm. And then find a solution that incorporates both of those. Yeah. And so we were talking earlier about like um, putting our kids in sports. Oh, yep. And uh, you were like, well, not necessarily. They don't Mm -hmm. all have to be in sports. Yeah. But when I said that I'd like them to be in sports, what I was actually wanting is for the kids to do something productive Mm -hmm. with their time. And so, you know, that'll change. Our perspective on that might change when Mm -hmm. we're married. I mean, uh, and when we have kids, but Mm -hmm. just in that conversation, it was like, well, what do I actually want? It's not the sports, Mm -hmm. it's that they are productive with their time. Right. And so like when we figure that out, it's able to put us on the same page Mm -hmm. a lot easier. And And I think that's kind of how all of our quote-unquote disagreements have been.
1: And when you said sports, I was thinking like traveling across country with like a sports team and spending a lot of time doing that and making that a priority over over other things, which was not something I wanted. So once we kind of hammered down like, okay, you say sports, what do you actually mean? What are you actually wanting? Versus what am I understanding? Then you can really kind of get down to like what, what is it that you're actually saying here yeah so we've had several things where we did not see eye to eye we've had several Mm -hmm. but you know a quick conversation as far as what are you actually talking about what am i actually talking about what's the important thing as far as like why do you think that and then it's cleared up quickly Mm -hmm. we've not had anything that escalated into anything resembling an argument
0: no also on that same note um i try to keep a good sense of self-awareness just like checking myself mm-hmm. for when we have you know a difference in opinion mm-hmm. is my difference in opinion based off of like scripture and something that's like objectively true mm-hmm. or is it just like a personal desire mm-hmm. and then like how important is that personal desire yeah yeah um like we've talked about like, I'd like to have a boat someday. I think that was one of our like first conversations.
1: Yeah, within the first week, we talked about boats.
0: And and you were like, well, you know, that's that's a lot of money. Mm-hmm. And I was like, well, you know, if if we had the means for it, I would I would like to have a boat. And you kind of asked me about like, okay, well, why? What would you use it for, and all mm-hmm. of that. And. You know, it's not really worth like an argument mm-hmm.
1: to be like, I really want
0: a boat. Like, right. You know, because in the reality, it's like the goal of this life is to love God and enjoy him. Mm-hmm. And if I die someday and I never get a boat, like I'm not going to care in eternity. <laughs> yeah. It would be nice now. Mm-hmm. Sure. But a lot of things would be nice. And yeah. this life isn't meant to fulfill all of my desires. Mm-hmm. Um, so like, yeah, it'd be nice to have a boat someday if we've got plenty of, you know, funds for it and we've got like the means, uh, to even like utilize it. Mm-hmm. Cause like, what's the purpose of getting a boat if you don't actually use it? Right. Um, so all that aside, but, um, yeah, th- that'd be nice. But like, am I going to just like lose it if I never get a boat? No, that's dumb. Right. And I think there's a lot of things in when it comes to disagreements where it's just like, well, is this really worth, like, fighting over? Mm-hmm. Like, is this a hill I want to die on?
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Um, How did you both discover that the other one was the one you wanted to marry?
1: I feel like that was a gradual discovery. Mm-hmm. The more we talked, the more I realized that we were on the same page, and you were always very attentive um, I was very surprised with how curious you were mm-hmm. with how much you just, you wanted to know what I thought about everything. And <laughs> I thought it was really funny how fascinated you were with everything I had to say.
4: <laughs> <laughs>
1: um, I could send Timothy a, like an hour long voice recording of me just talking about literally anything and he would sit down and specifically listen to it and take note of every word uh and i was honestly just fascinated by that i thought that was
0: not that you have huh not that you have sent an hour oh, long before
1: sure no yeah <laughs> no i've just sent him many many 20 minute long <laughs> recordings um but you were very attentive and you clearly loved god a lot and um aspired to build a household that aligned with many of the values that I value, and um, you're clearly a very strong man. One of my must-haves for a husband was that I found somebody who was stronger in every single way than I am. I'm a very strong personality, a rather intense person, as well as being very expressive and It was important to me that I didn't end up married to somebody who was weaker than me in any of those ways. So I was hoping to find somebody with a similar personality to mine, but more. Mm -hmm. And that's exactly what I found in you. And somebody that I knew I would be able to submit to Mm -hmm. for the rest of my life. And that somebody who was going to be a hard worker and not give up when things got hard, and you just had every single quality I could have asked for, and a lot more. And yeah, it wasn't really like I woke up one day and was and just decided you were the person I wanted to marry. But I did gradually discover you are exactly what I'm looking for in a husband. That and a bag of chips, like. Whole package and plus a bag stone. of chips that and a bag <laughs> of chips, the whole package and more and and once I knew that, I knew I could never let you go.
0: Hmm. you stuck after that talk with uh my parents, and we went on the walk
1: mm-hmm.
0: and you said that you didn't need to uh meet my family necessarily mm-hmm. to know that you wanted to marry me mm mm-hmm. um. What shifted for me was not feeling judged because I don't have the best, uh, you know, I was not a Christian Mm -hmm. uh, until I was 17, so I don't have the best sort of background. I didn't, wasn't homeschooled and all Mm -hmm. that. So for me, knowing that I had met somebody that like accepted me for who I am was it meant a a whole lot to me. Mm -hmm. Um, So that, in addition to, we did one phone call where we went over, uh, what does a biblical husband look like? And what does a biblical wife look like? Yeah. And we went over Proverbs 31 together. And I had picked apart each verse and
1: Kind of like kind written of, down in plain English, what does that mean? Yeah, yeah,
0: like exposited a little bit. Nothing compared to, you know, like a theologian, but, right. you know, just a little bit. Mm-hmm. And uh just read it out. And the thing is, if you do that with Proverbs 31, it is clearly a housewife. Mm-hmm. It's, it's not, you know, career woman who goes and starts a company. Right, you can just, make
1: a lot of people mad with that.
0: Yeah, and when I went through each verse and it's like, you know, the Proverbs thirty one woman desires to make her husband happy. Mm-hmm. Like and you say that and like people in our culture like kind of cringe, like right. she, she wants to make him happy, like, you know. Yeah. What a is she a slave? <laughs> it's like, you know, and it's like, no, uh, that's like pretty normal. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, but just going through Proverbs thirty one with you and you just be like, Yep, that's what the Bible says uh also told me that like you are somebody that is marriage material like um because i I was like yeah she agrees with the bible and that's so rare um to find and um so those were like the moments where i knew i was going to marry you Mm -hmm. um in addition to just who you are just your character and just you know how uh easy you are to talk to mm-hmm. and, um, very intelligent. You're just the way that you go about things is, um, just very mature. Mm-hmm. Um, and you're just, you make me feel like, like a King, like you just, you, you make me feel like the, the happiest man in the entire world and just the way you treat me and you love me. And, um, like i couldn't ask for anything better i I found the absolute best woman that i could possibly imagine and uh i am very excited to marry you
1: only 90 days left
0: 90 days that is true (laughs) and like 20 something hours
1: well we can look it up we're gonna look it up i have a countdown on my home screen 90 days and 22 hours. 90
0: days and 22 hours. We will be married.
1: Wow. That's crazy. <laughs> Sir, I'm a bit nervous about being here
2: today. Still not real sure what I'm going to say. So bear with me, please, if I take up too much of your time. you see in this box is a ring for your oldest she's my everything and all that i know is it would be such a relief if i knew that we were on the same side because very soon i'm hoping that i could marry your daughter and make
0: How did I propose? I should probably start this.
1: Probably. But should we... Can I add something before we start? All right. Okay. So when Timothy and I started dating and we were talking every... Not... We weren't calling every day, but we were calling most days. At the end of every call, I would be... So happy and excited, and I needed to tell everybody everything. So I would come downstairs, and Dad would be the only one up. But I would sit down, and Dad would be like, okay, tell me everything about the call. I want to know all that you talked about. So I would sit down for like the next hour, and I would tell Dad about all the things we talked about. After every single call, I would do this. And um, and he was super thrilled to sit and listen, mm-hmm. and it was really fun doing that. Uh, but we had only been talking for... Maybe two weeks before I came downstairs and I was telling dad about a call and he said, you know what, Elena, Tim is going to ask for my permission to marry you on Black Friday and then he's going to propose to you uh New Year's weekend. That's my <laughs> prediction. And I was like, dad, you're crazy. Uh, we've known each other for not that long and uh, nope, we're not going to get married till like September. So we're not going to, we don't have to <laughs> worry about that. It's not going to happen. He goes, well, think what you will, because that's my prediction. Mm-hmm. Fast forward to Black Friday guess what timothy did he asked your dad's permission <laughs> dad was like elena i told you i told you i want to
0: tell that story huh i want to tell that story okay you do it so black friday you work uh An e-commerce s- uh, job yeah related to retail right and so you you had to work black friday mm-hmm. um,
1: it was in office too
0: and uh so i was visiting for that whole weekend mm-hmm. But I was not going to see you that whole day. Yeah. So I was here for Thanksgiving um, when you were working that day. So what I was doing was playing a board game, this eight-hour-long board game.
1: Axis and
3: Allies. Called
0: Axis and Allies with your dad and brothers. hmm And the goal was that at some point during the day, I was going to have that chat with your dad. Mm-hmm well you got off at five and you're going to arrive around 5 30 or so yeah so it, i think it was like five fifteen, and i still did not have that chat with your dad
1: didn't you guys get put on opposite teams
0: yeah so in that game uh you are on two different teams and a lot of times uh, a team will want to talk amongst themselves and figure out a strategy. Mm-hmm. And then the other team like leaves the room.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: And you know you just hang out or whatever. So the original plan was that me and your dad would be on the same team. And so when the other team was uh, collaborating. we, Me and your dad would be in a different room. And that's when we'd have the talk. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but that didn't happen. So we were on different teams. Mm-hmm. So it was like 5.15. You were about to be home mm-hmm. from work. And I, uh, <laughs> we're like playing the game. And I said to your dad in front of everybody, mm-hmm. I said, at the risk of being socially inappropriate, I believe we have a conversation <laughs> we need to have. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> and, uh, we didn't have it. Um, and so you arrived, it was at your sister-in-law's house. Mm-hmm. and and brother's house. And then uh, what do we do that evening?
1: We went to dinner with uh, Madison Nicole. I've got a a brother who lives in New Mexico Mm -hmm. and he comes up to visit um, for like a week at a time. And so we went out to dinner with them so that Tim could really have a chance to meet him so that my sister-in-law could really have a chance to meet him.
0: And then we went home and then we watched two movies oh you're right we watched uh money uh, seven brides, seven brides seven for seven brothers. seven brothers best movie ever and then must watch monty python and the holy grail yep and then like everybody kind of stayed up for a little bit
1: mm-hmm. so we're talking
0: and uh <laughs> it was like so late
1: it was midnight
0: and uh i was just waiting for everybody to go to bed mm-hmm and so is your dad. Right. So we were just like waiting there mm-hmm. for everybody to get tired enough to go to bed. <laughs> like, and then it go was... Go to
1: bed, humans.
0: It was like... I think it was like 1230 or something.
1: Oh, was it? By the time I went to bed? Because wasn't I the last person to go upstairs? And I left you two alone? I think so. Yeah. See, I knew the talk was going to happen. I just was having so much fun. I didn't want to leave yet. <laughs> so, sorry. It's my fault you were up so late.
0: So, it was like... Yeah, like 12.30 and I we started to talk, and I was so tired, like mm-hmm. could barely keep my eyes open, <laughs> but uh, we chatted, and he gave me permission to marry you.
1: Didn't that talk go to like 2.30 in the morning or two?
0: I think 1.30. 1.30, okay. Yeah. Still late, though. It was super late. Yeah. But, yeah. So I got permission, and then we're on the topic of how did I propose. Mm -hmm. So we have this thing where every day, since we're long distance, I send, well, we send each other a picture of our socks. I don't know how that started.
1: I can tell you how it started.
0: You, You like socks.
1: I love socks. I have a habit of wearing socks that go up to my knees. Um, they're generally patterned, very fun socks because it's more fun that way. Mm-hmm. And I usually I wear a lot of skinny jeans, so I'll like pull them over my jeans because it's just easier to put them on that way. Then everyone can see my socks. Um, and I was switching out my summer and winter clothes, and I sent you a polo showing you all of my many, many pairs of very wonderful socks. And I even if I'm not wearing knee high socks, I wear ankle socks, but I intentionally mismatched them, mm-hmm. and he thought that was pretty funky and he on a call said something along the lines of we were talking about my socks and he was like oh well i'm gonna wear fun socks tomorrow and i'm gonna send you a picture and i was like do it i dare you and so he did and then i responded with a picture of my socks and saying good morning
4: Mm
1: -hmm. and um it became a thing every morning we send a picture of our socks and a note saying good morning and eventually, I love you, and a fun note with it.
0: yeah, so socks we send each other every day mm-hmm. a picture of our socks i also we also send each other a picture of the sunrise or sunset.
1: If we can see it, yeah
0: if we can see it, if we can't see it, we send each other a picture of the clouds, and one day uh I sent you you a picture of the clouds or you sent me a picture of the clouds. No, you sent me a picture of the clouds and you said, oh, well, this I can't see the sunrise or the sunset today because uh-huh. it's cloudy. And then I said, I got sunshine on a cloudy day. And you I, had not heard the song.
1: I had to Google the lyrics because I could tell he was quoting something, but I didn't know what it was.
0: And then that has become our song.
1: Mm-hmm. So every time it's cloudy, we send the lyrics back and forth, but we always arrange it in such a way that he gets to say my girl.
0: Yeah. And then the third thing, uh, and you actually send this to me. I do. Is it's a timer. Countdown. Like a countdown timer of the next time, count counting down to the next time you'll see me. In person. In person. Yes. And on the background of the countdown timer, it has a picture of a sparkler mm-hmm. going off. So keeping all of this in mind, I wanted to incorporate those things into our story. And so when I told you, I loved you, I got you an ornament, a Christmas ornament Mm -hmm. that had a sunset on it. Mm -hmm. And then for Christmas, I got you special socks. Mm -hmm. Although you got the socks after I proposed. I did. But, um, they said uh here's the deal on them
4: <laughs>
0: and then i was like i need to incorporate sparklers into the proposal so the original plan was that i was going to propose on new years
4: mm-hmm.
0: with the uh the midnight the ball drop. celebration yeah yeah but i was like i really don't want to wait that long
1: So by that point, we would have been, you would have been here for like two days just waiting.
0: Yeah. Visiting. Yeah. So I figured out a different plan. And uh, what I did is I wanted to incorporate your siblings into it is I got um, your sister-in-law to invite you over Mm -hmm. to see a, to get dinner and watch a movie. Mm Mm-hmm. And that was a night where it was a Friday night. I usually come on Saturday mornings. Yeah. Um, and it was up in the air whether I was going to do that that weekend, come on a Saturday morning or come the night before. Right. And I hadn't given you, you an answer. Uh-huh. And so um, I was planning to come that Friday night.
1: Mm-hmm. And I... We ended up deciding you would come, but you were going to get here at like nine in the evening or something. Yep. Like after you got off work.
0: And I did that intentionally because I didn't want to be suspicious and be like, mm-hmm. oh, I'm going to come Saturday.
1: I wasn't suspicious, not even a little. <laughs>
0: and so I told you, oh, I'm going to come Friday. So instead of coming at nine, I come earlier. Yeah. And I had it all planned out so you you always imagined that you were going to get proposed to under this willow tree
1: yeah so there was at this sister-in-law and brother's house they had moved into it a few years prior they've been there for like 5 years maybe mm-hmm. and it has a really pretty pond and this really nice weeping willow tree on it which especially in the summer when it's full of leaves is just really beautiful and um it's right on the side of the pond where the sunset happens. And it's just really, really gorgeous. And so I had said for many years, since ever since they moved there, I'm going to get engaged under that willow tree. And I'm going to have my first kiss under that willow tree. Uh, definitely never fully expecting that that would actually be a reality. But I just decided. Mm-hmm. And like a week or two before you proposed, figuring that you already had your plans in place, I told you this. Not expecting you to do it, but just... Mm-hmm. As a thing, yeah, uh, and little did I know that would affect the plans later,
0: <laughs> so what I did is uh I came early that Friday, and I set this all up with your sisters beforehand mm-hmm. um and it was kind of like a bank heist like a bank <laughs> heist <laughs> movie, just had to timing everything perfectly, yeah, so picked up uh a different sister in law from her house, and then. Waited for you to leave your house Mm -hmm. to go to your sister-in-law and brother's house Mm -hmm. to go and have dinner. Mm -hmm. Um, So waited for you to leave. And then I picked up your two sisters and your younger brother, uh, like, right after you left. Yeah. And then we got confirmation that you were in your brother's house. Mm -hmm. And so then we parked next to you. (laughs) and, uh, we got sparklers ready. Mm -hmm. Uh, and then I had a Bluetooth speaker that's, uh, that Levi and Catherine, uh, lended to me. Mm -hmm. Um, and I was going to play our song on Mm -hmm. the, on the Bluetooth speaker. So, and then also I arrived at what would have been sunset. Would have been, uh, it was a cloudy day. So it actually worked Mm -hmm. out. It was perfect. Um, So what we did is we had your siblings line up, uh, from the front porch of uh, your brother's house to the willow tree Mm -hmm. and they're holding sparklers. And then I had the, the Bluetooth speaker next to me and I was under the willow tree Mm -hmm. and, uh, had your sister text you to come outside that Mm -hmm. can come to the willow tree and then, you want to say from your perspective?
1: Yeah. So, I'm going to start just back a little bit. Okay. I had been, su- su- <laughs> I had been suspicious slash prepared for a proposal every single time I'd seen him since he got permission. Mm-hmm. I don't know really why, but I was like, I'm going to dress cute every time I see him, just in <laughs> case. And so when I had gotten to the sister-in-law's house, I knew you weren't going to be even in Indiana for like another three hours. You had just left work, maybe. <laughs> Um, and so I pulled in and it was like, his car's not here. He's not here. We're just going to have dinner and go about it. Mm -hmm. I'm a naturally suspicious person. It was going to be a hard thing Mm -hmm. to surprise me, I think. And I went inside and sat down and been talking for maybe five minutes before I got a text from my sister who I had left at home at her desk doing something very important. She was very busy Mm -hmm. doing whatever she was doing. And she says, come outside and meet me by the willow tree. I was like, what in the world are you talking about? You're at home mm-hmm. doing, like, what What are you doing here? You're not here. I had to read it twice, and I was like, oh, the willow tree. Uh-uh, uh-uh, no, you're lying. So mm-hmm. I walk outside being recorded by my sister-in-law saying, uh-uh, you're lying. If This is a lie. This is not funny. uh uh-huh. And I got my shoes on and I went outside and I saw all my siblings desperately trying to light sparklers. It just didn't go off. They they didn't. It was raining. <laughs> and you're on the complete opposite side of the pond standing under the willow tree. And uh, I got about a quarter of the way around the pond to the, the song started playing. And that's when I started crying. Mm. And I walk up to you and... In in many words you told me how wonderful I am <laughs> that you want to marry me. And you asked you got down on one knee and asked me if I would marry you. And I said yes. And
0: then, then both of our hands were with, shaking with as very I very
1: shaky hands. You put the ring on my finger. <laughs> and then we had a very long first kiss. <laughs> <laughs> and then we hugged. And then we hugged. it was
4: perfect.
0: And then we did not watch a movie that evening.
1: We did not, no.
0: We were enjoying being engaged.
1: It was pretty crazy. It's still pretty crazy.
0: Best day ever.
1: Best day ever.
0: So how did we spend the time between engagement and marriage?
1: Well, we have been engaged for about a week now. So we have been wedding planning and we have, we, we know who's going to be the pastor marrying us. So we're making arrangements for marriage counseling, but we haven't started that yet. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, but we're not married yet so technically we're not done with that Mm -hmm. period of our lives
0: yeah so we're wedding planning Mm -hmm. Um, going to start looking for a house this month Mm -hmm. Um, and it's nice that we're engaged because we can kind of do that together yeah Um,
1: with more certainty
0: and uh, yeah that's how we're spending the next three months
1: be crazy three months I'll be Leaving my job here soon
0: mm-hmm. which, to focus on wedding planning. Yeah, because okay. you're going to be moving to me, right? Three hours away. Be
1: moving to Ohio, about three and a half hours away.
0: Can you, uh, would you feel comfortable talking a little bit about um, what it's going to be like leaving your family or moving away?
1: Well, I don't fully really know what it will be like but I'm very close with my entire family. Um, I have never lived in a house with fewer than like five other people. Mm -hmm. So moving out to live with just one person will be uh, an incredible change to say the least. Um, And to be far away from all the people that I have seen so regularly for so long will definitely be a lot. I'm excited though I'm excited to be Starting my new life Uh But I think it will There will be Aspects of it That I think will be Really really difficult
4: mm-hmm.
1: Especially getting used To not seeing All these people Like every single day Mm-hmm Because I see my entire family At least twice a week And then I still live With half my family hmm So adjusting to that I think will be Probably difficult Um I'm not the type of person who goes seeking out change. And so to move and to change my entire life in this way will be a lot to get used to. Mm -hmm. But, uh, I'm, I've already made friends with people at, at your church. Mm -hmm. Um, and even people who have done exactly what I'm about to do. So I know I will have support there and I will still have support for my family. And we'll be back here about once a month for the first two years for Mm. my braces anyway So it'll be a lot Uh, There will be a lot of emotions going into that i'm sure I will be Very sad on at different times But it's Something that I am more than willing and ready to do and Yeah,
0: yeah, and then kind of like It's a long distance, but what's nice is we're kind of or at least I'm kind of used to the three hour drive now, and fortunately it's not it's not like because uh, my family's in Oklahoma, right. it's not quite that drive, mm-hmm. and so yeah, it'll be a distance, but
1: an easy weekend trip,
0: yeah, definitely
1: mm-hmm.
0: how involved were uh different parties in our relationship So, will there be parents and friends and mentors and stuff like that
1: um my my mentors are my parents um and my parents have been very very involved and all my siblings have been very very involved at this rate we've gone out to dinner with all of my siblings yeah. um, and my parents have been very involved just with kind of setting ground rules these are you know while you're dating the things that are okay to do and things that are are not and um helping us set boundaries Mm -hmm. Um, not having unsupervised alone time for accountability Mm -hmm. Um, very involved and helpful and supportive in everything Mm -hmm. um And friends as well But not in the same way Mm -hmm. um, you're getting to know my friends but We don't look to our at least not my friends as much for accountability
0: Mm -hmm. What's nice is um with the long distance, whenever you visit and you stay a weekend, um, out in Ohio, you know, you can't stay with me obviously. So you're going to stay with families from the church. Right. Um, and just having all of those people that you've stayed with or the the families that we interact with just give input Mm -hmm. into our relationship is helpful. Mm -hmm. And I think that's also why we've been able to move at the pace that we're moving is because we have so much community involvement. Mm -hmm. Um, I think for a lot of couples that are more isolated, should probably take more time Mm -hmm. with things because like, you want to make sure that the person you're going to marry is kind of vetted by important people in your life that are wiser and not going to be clouded. uh, Their judgment's not going to be clouded Mm -hmm. um, the same way that you know the people in the relationship would would be
1: right and it's been really helpful staying with people from your church and, and getting to know them that way
0: mm-hmm. yeah and that's going to be helpful for when you do move out my way that you'll you know it's not going to be a bunch of strangers
1: right right
0: um was physical intimacy handled during our dating relationship
1: uh zero no no touchy
0: yeah the only time we ever touched was we had to take a photo one time that was like a professional photo mm-hmm. and I like put my hand behind your back mm-hmm. and then uh when we were at a family's house, uh everybody around the table uh held hands for a prayer, yeah, but other than that, just we didn't touch
1: right no no holding hands, no you know hugging or anything like that just no physical contact mm-hmm. Which was good yeah. on both ends. Um, since we've been engaged, specific rules have been adjusted um, as we are in now a committed relationship. Mm-hmm. My dad sees that, as, and I do as well see that differently as than a dating relationship. Mm-hmm. So we have specific displays of affection that we are allowed. I suppose. Yeah.
0: So it would be, you know, very light very light non-sexual
1: non-sexual PDA yeah and not to the extent that anybody in the room would be uncomfortable
0: one thing that I really appreciate is having the boundaries set by your parents Mm -hmm. because I'd say the majority of couples that have been on this podcast set their own boundaries and what I've heard from the people that I've interviewed Is a lot of times those boundaries ebb and flow depending on a person's uh, comfortability or what's temptation or not. Mm -hmm. And I think when you're in the relationship, it could be so easy to just change the rules. Mm -hmm. Um, But it's nice that we've got like a standard set by your parents Mm -hmm. that keeps us in check. Yeah. And... I I know not everybody is going to have that luxury. Mm-hmm. But maybe for the parents that are watching, um that could be something that they could uh give as a gift to their kids, like mm-hmm. setting being, you know, uh just there and and giving boundaries so that way you know your children uh kind of have direction mm-hmm. with such a confusing thing. Right. You know, because dating is not historical, right? And so everybody's trying to figure this out, mm-hmm. and you know, people in their twenties are gonna have the least sort of idea of what to do. Mm-hmm. So having more experienced people kind of set the guidelines is, for me, it's like an act of service. It's it's really helpful. Yeah. So, what have you seen of the modern dating environment for Christian singles?
1: In from what I have seen, in the limited amount that I've been able to see, um, is that there's a lot of people who want to get married and don't know where to look for a spouse. Um, And that was my experience: that I wanted to get married, and we didn't know where to go find uh godly husband uh didn't really want to go online cuz there's a lot that you could run into mm-hmm. online um and what we wanted to find was some sort of community um someone you know somewhere where you could connect with people and mm-hmm. we d- really didn't know where to find that and i've seen a lot of christian singles who just don't know where to look. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's mostly just people who want to get married and don't know where to look.
0: Yeah, and running this podcast, you think I'd have uh, more helpful things to say about that? But <laughs> it's kind of a mess. It's mm-hmm. it's uh, there's not really a go to place. Right. You know. Go to church. Go to church. I think people don't take advantage of what's immediately around them. I mm-hmm. think a lot of people have uh, I think this comes with like American consumerism and like the internet and stuff like that. People have such high expectations uh, that they overlook like what's in their immediate vicinity because mm-hmm. they're thinking like, you know, they wanna, you know, they're looking at like celebrity culture and yeah. that's what they're basing their standards off of. Mm-hmm. Or like, you know, some TikTok influencer or something like that.
1: They have the idea that their spouse has to be out there somewhere and not necessarily somebody who's already at their church that they already know. Mm -hmm. Yeah.
0: I also think um, people should embrace long distance. Uh, You know, it's not the easiest thing Mm -hmm. in the world. Uh, fortunately, we're only three hours apart. I would say like three hours. Not that bad. It's really not that bad. No. And uh, if one is on a dating app, uh, you know, because I've done that before. I'd be like, you know, everybody needs to be within like 10 miles, like, or they're just not. <laughs> I, I would honestly recommend people branch out um, if they're really wanting to get married, you know three hours is is really not that bad if you find somebody that's like aligned on beliefs and um you know some of that's going to be a good fit mm-hmm. some of this marriage material yeah. uh three hours is is really doable mm-hmm. um and so I think people should expand their options mm-hmm. um because it's it's a mess uh I don't know how accurate it was but I think I saw some statistic that like eight out of a thousand people are getting married. And, uh, I don't know how accurate that is, but like, that sounds like really bad. Yeah. So God wants, uh, people to get married. He said, it's not good for men to be alone. Mm -hmm. And, uh, so I think as it is, Christians should take advantage of every opportunity, um, these days to, find somebody Mm -hmm. because there's only a handful of like solid reformed believers out there Mm -hmm. and uh you know we need to stick together (laughs) what advice do you have for single women
1: um advice that i would have for single women is um find an older woman to mentor you Um, I have many women mentors. Uh, I have my mother. I have women at church. I have married sisters-in-law. and Befriend those people. Get advice from them. Take their advice. Listen to it. You don't know everything. You are not some perfect angel who has no flaws. You have flaws. Um, Recognize them and work hard to um, fix them as much as you can. Prepare for being a wife as much as you can. Spend a lot of time in God's word. Um go through the Bible and look for what it says a wife should be and try to make yourself that. Um read Proverbs thirty one about what the Proverbs thirty one woman is. I guarantee you do not fit every single one of the criteria. Work to mold yourself into being that. Be the woman that the kind of person you want to marry would be looking for. Um, and and work hard to, to be a godly wife. Prepare yourself now for the life that you want to have later. And don't just ignore the guy because you didn't feel tingles up and down your body when you looked at him. It's not what you're looking for
0: and i'll answer uh, advice for single men so the most common advice that i've heard um from the people that i've interviewed mm-hmm. is that men should like find a mission find something that they could dedicate themselves to and work on it and i think in your eyes you thought that was attractive in me that i was a hard worker absolutely um and so i don't want to just give the same advice as everybody else um but if I could add anything to that conversation, it is, um, one does not need to be an alpha, uh, giga, Chad, as they mm-hmm. say, you know, you don't have to be, um, you know, like Dwayne, the rock Johnson or, you know, whatever, uh, role models guys have, I guess in our circles, like one doesn't need to be, you know, Jeff Durbin level, like, mm-hmm. You know, a lot of these guys, you know, they want to be the best debaters. They want to be the most knowledgeable in, like, theology. They want to be strong and buff. Like, they want to be all these things. Um, and they think, if I was just the best, then I would get a wife. Mm-hmm. And I think that is putting so much pressure on young men uh, that's unnecessary. Um, because I think it can lend to insecurity. Mm-hmm because they feel like inadequate because they're looking at, you know, again, internet and, uh, they're judging themselves based off of, uh, you know, curated images and videos and stuff that they see online of, you know, and, uh, you know, one thing uh, a young man could do is like get off the internet. Mm. Um, for me, I, grew up and got a lot of like my theology and a lot of life advice off of the internet and you know what is this podcast it's getting advice off the internet Um, i moved out to my church um, because i knew that it was going to be a solid church with good believers that would be able to pour into me and build me up i think young men don't value community as they ought to and see the value in like just being plugged into a community where you're loved, you're built up and, uh, you know, because one is going to learn how to be a man better from spending time with other men, like married men this is something Hank Pryor said in um, his episode and in the advice for single men episode uh, you're going to be built up way more from other men in your life than uh, you know, watching Jeff Durbin debate Mormons uh, in a YouTube video. Um, and so not that watching that stuff is bad or, you know, listening to you know a three hour debate online is bad or anything like that. Um, but one thing this podcast has done for me is it got me involved with like the community at my church interviewing all of the people over the last year and they got to know me. I got to know them and I've historically been a very shy person, but the podcast got me involved in community. And I got to learn from fellow believers. I got to be a part of their lives. And now I have an idea of like what women are looking for. I have an idea for like what a man is supposed to be. Um, I'm even getting experience like working with kids because a lot of these families got a lot of kids and I'm learning kind of, what does it mean to be a father? And as you have said, and I've heard other women say, what they're looking for in a husband is also somebody that could be a dad. And a dad is not going to be the guy that lifts the most weight. It's not going to be the guy that could, you know, win a debate. Um, It's not going to be, you know, the guy that's most alpha, you know, the most Chad guy in the room. It's going to be a guy that's humble, has self-control. I mean, just like read, um, you know, what is it, the qualifications for an elder you know what what does god value in a man it's patience self-control um being above reproach and like that those are the things that are going to make a man husband material it's going to make a man a good father and yeah go and work out it's important to take care of your body yes, learn theology because you're going to have to lead a household and you're going to have to teach you know, your wife and children, those kinds of things. Um, you know, start a, si- a side hustle. That's good. But like, those are not as valuable as loving God and enjoying him and loving fellow believers and like just being a genuine, like helpful a uh, member in your community um somebody who engages with people and and is just real like you know what what is uh you know say if I were still single what is a uh, a wife uh in my church why why would she recommend me to somebody else well it's based off of you know Tim's a really good guy like you know he's solid not because he can bench the most weight. Right. So that's my advice to young man: is like read the word, um, and I know that sounds cliche, but like fall in love with God and who He is, and pursue righteousness, because that is the quality that you know every good gift comes from God. And If you're pursuing Him, He'll He'll provide you the wife. That you're looking for, and uh, he's done it for me. And uh, I've got a wonderful fiance that I am going to be marrying in three months. And it's, you know, I've I've worked on myself, but it's also like, Elena, you're a gift from God, and I couldn't have, you know, created you on my own. Like, God bless me and. I'd say for any young man who's looking for a wife is just trust God. He will provide and he gives amazing gifts.